1: That was James Hellinger, Chancellor for Education for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, counting down to the moment when shovels hit the ground during an October twenty third groundbreaking ceremony on the site of the first new Catholic school to be built in Baltimore City in six decades, Mother Mary Lang Catholic School. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. I'm George Matisek, digital editor for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. On this edition of the show, we're going to share some of the excitement from the groundbreaking ceremony and tell you more about the plans for the new school. Later in the show, we'll chat with George Yorkman, author of a new book about Mother Mary Lang. Slated to open in September 2021, the new 65,000 square foot educational complex will be located along Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in West Baltimore. It will be the new home for 400 students currently attending St. James and John School and Holy Angel School in Baltimore, representing 40 different zip codes throughout the city. Enrollment is expected to total 520 within its fourth year of operation. Speaking at the groundbreaking ceremony, Archbishop William E. Lori said it was especially important for the Catholic Church to stand with a community that has faced inequities over the decades. He also recalled the unrest in Baltimore following the death of Freddie Gray. Just four years
0: ago and not many blocks away from here, I walked the streets of Sandtown, Winchester the morning after the worst night of the unrest. As I looked at the burnt-out car that became a visual symbol of the unrest, I focused on what had not changed neighborhoods that stood in stark contrast to the familiar downtown streets of Baltimore only blocks away. It was clear to me then that people weren't upset at the death of Freddie Gray alone. Rather, they had had enough of the status quo, enough of being marginalized, enough Of being cast aside enough of being expected to settle for what was presumed to be a life predetermined for them by others and by circumstances out of their control let us have done with that the church and other institutions must stand with all our residents in addressing inequities, must accompany them in helping them envision a better life for themselves and for their children. We believe and we teach that every person is made in God's image and likeness, and that every life has value and worth. How can we believe this? How can we teach this if we aren't doing everything possible? to live out our teaching and to do this by walking with people who may perhaps and tragically no longer clearly understand either their own dignity or the possibility of new horizons. In other words, we walk with people so that we might impart hope and joy and life. That is why the Archdiocese of Baltimore is making a bold statement and an even bolder investment of 24 million dollars in Baltimore City and in this neighborhood. We're doing this because we believe it is the right thing to do, the right thing to do for our children and the right thing to do for our community.
1: Sister Rita Michelle Proctor, Superior General of the Baltimore-based Oblate Sisters of Providence, Told the Catholic Review, she sees the new school as a continuation of Mother Mary Lang's legacy. Mother Lang founded the first Catholic school in the nation to serve African Americans. Now a high school in East Baltimore, known as St. Francis Academy,
2: I think it's
3: going to ha- it's, it's going to be a beacon of hope. I think it's going to have a very powerful impact I, in the future. I see students graduating from Mother Mary Lang School and continuing at her first school, which was St. Francis Academy. That is our hope. That those students will continue to uh, get a Catholic education, in that vein, from our, her first, her very first school.
1: Dr. Donna Hargan, superintendent of Catholic schools for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, said Mother Mary Lang will be a 21st century school serving children in grades pre-K through eight.
4: Every decision made in the design of Mother Mary Lang Catholic School had our students at its center. To meet the needs of students, educators in this school will be able to reconfigure every instructional space. The chapel, the art and music classrooms, the maker space and science lab suite, the media center with a video production room, the early childhood wing, technology rich classrooms, the house suite, and the full-size gymnasium and outdoor playing field. will provide the spaces to support students as they grow spiritually, intellectually, physically, socially, and morally, and into the leaders of tomorrow. Students right here will learn 21st century skills through collaboration and hands-on experiences and projects. Visiting important historical and cultural sites like the Pratt Library, the Walters Art Gallery, the Basilica, America's First Cathedral, St. Mary's Spiritual Center on Paca Street, the University of Maryland Biopark, the Maryland Historical Society, the B&O Railroad Museum, and the Reginald F. Lewis Museum will make all of the city of Baltimore an extension of the classroom.
1: Baltimore City Councilman Eric Costello commended the Archdiocese for taking the time to reach out to people in the community as plans for Mother Mary Lang School were developed.
2: The Archdiocese has truly demonstrated that they want to be a part of this community. They haven't just come in and said, here's what we're going to do. They came in and said, here's what we're thinking, and we'd like your ideas on how we can make this better and how we can make this a resource for the surrounding community. And they've truly followed through on that commitment.
1: The Archdiocese hopes to build partnerships for wraparound services for parents and students that can be easily provided on the site of Mother Mary Lang Catholic School. Some of those services may be provided by the nearby University of Maryland, Baltimore, just one of approximately 50 business and civic partners working on the new school. UMB president, Dr. Jay Perman, said the university is already highly engaged in the community, providing health and social services in a variety of venues. He hopes his university may be able to contribute to the health services that would be provided to children in the school.
2: The children of Mother Mary Lang will be able to see UMB all around them. Makes me very happy because I hope that our proximity will inspire in them dreams of someday learning or working at our university or others like our university as students, as faculty, as critical staff.
1: Baltimore City Council President Brandon Scott said Mother Mary Lang Catholic School will help shape the future image of Baltimore.
3: As I travel throughout the region and even in the city, but mostly throughout the country, I hear people say that Baltimore is dead and that Baltimore is dying. But I often tell them, I say, well, I don't know which Baltimore you're talking about. And we can see here today that Baltimore is far from dead. Baltimore is coming back. We're going to thrive once again, and we can build a better Baltimore for everyone. And we can see that building a better Baltimore is possible because we can see that here today. And we have to understand that building that better Baltimore means doing something that we have often forgot to do sometimes in the past. I often say that our young people are our greatest resource, and any investment in them is money well spent. So thank you for investing in our young people. Thank you for investing in in our families because they – These young people will be the people that will build a better Baltimore. They will be the ones that will change that image. Baltimore's image will not be a burning CVS. It will be the image of these young people as their doctors, as their lawyers, as their congressmen, as their presidents of the United States of America. That will be our image, and that will be partly due to the work that's starting here today with the creation and groundbreaking of the Mother Mary Lang School. So thank you again, everybody. Cause
1: here I come The Archdiocese of Baltimore estimates that up to 90% of the student population at Mother Mary Lang Catholic School will receive tuition assistance, and most will come from non-Catholic families. The Archdiocese has already raised $23.9 million, $19 million for capital expenses for the new school and $500,000 for scholarships. The Archdiocese is also seeking to endow two $2.5 million funds, each for operating expenses, to ensure the integrity and maintenance of the building and for tuition grants and aid. The single largest donation to the new school was a $3 million gift from Jack Dwyer, Chairman of the Board of Capital Funding Group. For more information about Mother Mary Lang Catholic School, visit archbalt.org and click on the link to the school. You can also visit www.mmlcs.org again that's www.mmlcs.org for more information on the new Mother Mary Lang Catholic School when we return we will speak to George Yorkman author of a new book about Mother Mary Lang for Catholic Baltimore I'm George Madisec we'll be back in a moment
2: news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world from the Catholic Review the October 23rd Funeral Mass for Thomas J. D'Alessandro Third included multiple reminders of his belief in the power of education and the Gospel of St. Matthew. D'Alessandro, a champion of civil rights during his single term as mayor of Baltimore, died October 20th at age 90. His home church, St. Leo the Great in Little Italy, wasn't large enough to accommodate those wanting to pay their respects, so the liturgy was held at St. Ignatius, a location in keeping with D'Alessandro's affinity for Jesuits and their ideas. Jesuit Father William Waters presided. D'Alessandro's education, including what were then Loyola High School and Loyola College, and Father Waters related his role in the creation of St. Ignatius Loyola Academy, a free middle school for boys from families of limited means. The closing rite was led by Archbishop William E. Lorry, who arrived, appropriately enough, after the groundbreaking for the first new Catholic school in Baltimore in nearly 60 years. I had the thought, the Archbishop said, that all of us stand on Tommy's shoulders. He was someone who loved those in need. D'Alessandro's father also served as mayor of Baltimore. His sister, Nancy Pelosi, is currently Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Jennifer Kraska has been appointed the new Executive Director of the Maryland Catholic Conference, the Annapolis-based conference announced in an October 21st news release. Kraska has served as Executive Director of the Colorado Catholic Conference for the past 12 years and brings extensive experience representing the public policy positions of the Catholic Church on a broad range of issues. Kraska holds a law degree and has served as past president of the National Association of State Catholic Conference Directors as well as on numerous committees for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. The Maryland Catholic Conference is the public policy arm of the state's Catholic bishops. Maryland encompasses all of the Archdiocese of Baltimore and portions of the Archdiocese of Washington and the Diocese of Wilmington, Delaware. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty.
5: Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV?
6: New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument or marker or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray or call 410 566 Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. I'm
1: George Matisek. Our guest this segment is George Yorkman, author of a new book based on a play that he wrote called Finger of God. The book is based on the inspiring life of Mother Mary Lang. Here's our interview with George Yorkman. George Yorkman, thanks for being here on Catholic Baltimore. Thank you for having me. I think if you ask most Catholics in the United States who they think of when they think of pioneers in Catholic education, they might automatically say St. Elizabeth Ann Seton because of all the great work she did starting a Catholic school in Baltimore and then later in Emmitsburg. But there was another pioneer from Baltimore named Mother Mary Lang. Can you tell us who Mother Lang was? Um,
7: yes, you're absolutely right. There was a pioneer in Baltimore. Uh, her, her name was uh, Mother Mary Elizabeth Lang and she is a refugee from Cuba and she came to this region of, of Maryland to receive worship what she did was she had she educated free colored children in her own home by her own means and she did this for years and it was uh, she was very good at teaching her and another companion did this and somewhere around in the 1828s she was had the good fortune to meet a very good priest, and his name was Father Jabur. and he was a French priest. And he taught children their Bible lessons at the St. Uh, Mary Seminary, and they encountered each other. He learned of her good work that she did with the colored children, the free colored children. And... By the grace of God, uh, their two worlds came together, and they and he asked her, "Would she be interested in teach and uh, becoming the uh, one of one of the church's first community of African American uh, nuns?" Mm-hmm. And that became the formation of the Oblate Sisters in Providence. Mm-hmm.
1: And she also established the first Catholic school for African Americans in the United States.
7: Established State? the first school which is St. Francis, now it's called St. Francis Academy. But that was also, you could say, estimation of, uh, of what she started in her own home mm-hmm. when she uh, uh, started uh, teaching, mm-hmm. yes. And the Oblate sisters of uh, Providence are all over the country and all over the world mm-hmm. now.
1: What kind of courage did it take Mother Lang to do this kind of work, especially given the society that she lived in where racism was so built into the culture?
7: Merlin in Baltimore was still a slave, you know, practiced slavery. It took a tremendous uh, courage for her to embark on this commitment. And I also want to say it took tremendous courage for Father Jabur to... Um, to orchestra this, to, to bring this together. The two of them to do this was just tremendous. And I want to say that Mother Lang operated this free school for free children at that time. It began to, money began to be, become an issue. And around the time that they actually met, and he was struggling to teach them catechism. In, at, at the Bay C, St. Mary's Seminary, and he knew he was struggling to teach them, the the, the kids, the, the children at that time, the, the colored children at that time, as they were referred to, and he was struggling to teach them their Bible lessons, and he knew that he needed to have something or something in place that could help him um, minister to these young children. It was important to him, and so it's interesting how it all panned out that it was around the same time that she was also struggling to keep her school alive that they had met. And I would say the key phrase at that time for her was, I just want to do thy will. And that was her prayer to the Lord. I want to just do thy will. It is, If it is thy will mm-hmm. that this become manifest and become a reality, which was a personal dream of hers that you know i just want to do thine will and that's when their two worlds a french priest and a lady with her own means a colored woman with her own means from cuba come together and orchestra this that was i'm sure met with some oppos- oppositions mm-hmm. at, because of the time we're talking about 1828 and then it then it became a reality, a, a, a document from the um, Pope in 1832. So this was very hard times in America,
1: in Maryland. What inspired you to write this book? How did it all get started?
7: That's
1: another good question.
7: Um, I was a young man when I wrote this story. It was twenty around 25 years ago. My typist at the time referred me to the sisters. To, they wanted to do a something to promote the cause of Mother Lang and they wanted to do a play. And I was referred to write a play for them, and I met the sisters at, at the Mount Providence 25 years ago, and I was interviewed thoroughly. <laughs> and I was interviewed at that time by Sister Virgin E. Fish, who interviewed me thoroughly. And what happened was, in, a, in the middle of the interview, I'm seeing these sisters walk by me that I recognize. Sister John Paul, she was the vice principal at the time. I went to I went to uh, St. Francis in the ninth grade. And so I said, wait a minute, I know them. And Sister uh, Virginie looked at me and said, you know them? I said, yes, I was taught by them. And that kind of broke the ice for me. And she allowed me to come twice a week or at that time it was around two twice a week to do the research in the story and I remember because I didn't know the story then even though I would talk about him. so I went to start my research with them and I sat in this little room and I studied uh, history that went dated back to 1800s and I remember leaving that first day and said, wow I got a story <laughs> then it became uh, a, a mother a story of the formation of the Sister probably and then it became a musical.
1: And it was performed at Loyola University? It was
7: performed at Loyola College McManus Theater in 1995 and it was performed live for three nights and it was performed professionally. Mm-hmm. Professional lights, a professional director, um, the sounds, the lighting, the sound, the sound. We we, we hired a professional sound sound uh, uh, agency, and there were. Um, we did a lot. We did a, a open audition, and we. But we also. Inc- it was inc- important that we included the students of St. Francis, hmm. so they were mixed in with actually professional actors.
1: We have about thirty seconds left. Uh- how do you hope people will use this book and, and how, how can people get a copy of it? I want to say
7: this book is about Mother Lang and the sisters. I sisters It's never been about me. People can purchase a copy of this book, Figure of God, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Play, all of the outlets. It's, it's an episode of their life. We're talking about the life of the Oblates is really big. This is a, the, about how it formed. Mm-hmm. The story, Finger God, is how it all was formed together. Mm-hmm. The formation of the Oblate Sisters. Not the entire story of their whole legacy, mm-hmm. but how it came together.
1: That's great. George Yorkman, thank you so much for being here on Catholic Baltimore.
7: And thank you for having me. It's
1: been a pleasure. For Catholic Baltimore, I'm George Matisek. We'll see you again next week.
5: Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks, and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www archbalt.org
8: Life can be hard and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone when faced with problems know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt. Org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator, who would be happy to speak with you.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession